When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Helping people realize that this addiction gene, as bad as it can suck, is also a superpower that it's only found in 9% of the world's population. And, uh, you know, look, you're going to find something to fight for. And if you don't find a cause that is above uh, your old causes, you know, the, that, that you will create chaos in your life. So find a purpose, find a passion, and start fighting for it like your life depends on it. I'm knocking doors down with Jeremy Jackson. You might best know him as Hobie in Baywatch. As far as his acting career, Jeremy's been through a lot of adversities. And now through his recovery, he's helping so many others find their purpose. He and I have this totally rad conversation about some addiction recovery solutions, what he's doing in life now that works for him and what he's seen that works for others. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And while you're checking knocking doors down out, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. And if you get a lot out of this podcast, share with a friend and don't forget the archive of interviews we have. Bam Margera, Brandon Novak, Kat Von D, Charlie Sheen, Edward Furlong, Kelly Osborne. The list goes on and on of amazing guests that have been on the podcast sharing how they have found purposeful lives speaking of purpose how about a lifestyle brand with purpose 5150 ltm that's right not only is it a lifestyle brand that can fit whatever it is you're trying to achieve in life but they give back to the community right now i am wearing my new 5150 hat warm weather jacket as well i got my new 5150 joggers on that i like to wear around the winter time And you, the listener of Knocking Doors Down, get 20% off every time you shop at 5150LTM. All you have to do is use the code KDD20 at checkout and get 20% off. And of course, I said it helps within the community. And how does 5150 give back to the community? Portions of the sales benefit the Carlos Vieira Foundation. Their three amazing programs, the Race to End the Stigma, the Race for Autism, and the race to be drug free. More on the Carlos Vieira Foundation, go to carlosvierafoundation.org. We just leaving the gym? No, no, just getting off work. What's work for for you now? So I be, I lead groups in uh, various rehabs, detoxes and mental health facilities. We uh, do a plethora of different stuff, um, you know, breath work meditations mm. um i teach uh some emmett fox golden key which uh i don't know if you know about emmett fox but he was uh 
the pastor of the Oxford group, um, which created the six tenets of the Oxford group, which got Bill sober, which later became the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, Emmett Fox has, um, this, uh, practical, uh, practice of finding spiritual truths and statements that appeal to you such as, uh, you know, uh, there is no power, but God, you know, uh, what's meant for me will be, uh, you know, what's, uh, whatever, whatever kind of statement that feels good to you, uh, the universe is conspiring in my favor. You know, I'm an energetic being having a human experience, anything that you can repeat in your conscious mind to kind of reprogram your subconscious and unconscious to stop worrying about thinking about or focusing on your problem and allowing these spiritual truths or principles or solutions rather than focusing on the problem, speak into existence, the solution. And you basically have a, a quantum leap type of experience where these things just start to become your default setting, where you just start to live in this state that, you know what, the universe is conspiring in my favor. And you know what, what is meant for me will be, I'm not going to force anything. I'm not going to chase anything. What I'm, what I want's chasing me, you know, um, and you can go back in, in different literature and, and find a lot of this stuff, you know, when we straighten out spiritually, we both straighten out mentally and physically as well. We don't struggle. We relax and take it easy. If my own house is in order, the answers right. come, this kind of stuff. So it's really fun to study Emmett Fox and kind of get the precepts uh, before the, or the concept and, and spiritual activation um, that uh, kind of created the 12 step program, which is really fun. But we do also like some chakra alignment and just community stuff, education on the addiction piece, helping people realize that this addiction gene, as bad as it can suck, is also a superpower that it's only found in 9% of the world's population. And, uh, you know, look, you're going to find something to fight for. And if you don't find a cause that is above, uh, your old causes, you know, the, that, that you will create chaos in your life. So find a yeah. purpose, find a passion and start fighting for it. Like your life depends on it. And, uh, you won't be obsessed with drinking and using anymore because you have a new obsession and that's service. That's working with animals. That is, uh, educating people against, uh, you know, you know uh, addiction that is, uh, you know, your, your fight can be repairing your family life, you know, but you got to pick up, we're fighters, man. We're warriors. So just uh, decide what, what side of the war you want to be on. <laughs> Dude, I've never heard it put, put so well as it, that what is meant for me is, is you know, I don't remember exactly. Will be. It said, will be and it's searching yeah. me out. Yeah. Dude, I'm, <laughs> that's almost like next tattoo shit because I've, I've kind yeah. of been struggling with that. I've, I've, ah. uh, I was talking with this awesome dude, um, uh, Ben Tuff. He, he, uh, uh, 11 years, uh, coming up on 11 years in recovery, but he does like the long distance ocean swimming for charity, like 15 hours, dude, like out, Whoa. you know? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And, um, and I had told him the same thing and he just kind of dropped some, some knowledge as well. But I, I think I still have been struggling that, you know, finding what's for me, you know, mm. and getting in my own way at, at times, as opposed to, you know do the next right yeah. thing. I mean, I'm a serenity prayer in the morning, night guy, oftentimes nice, and multiple nice. times throughout the day. 
Yeah. On my sober birthday, my girlfriend got me mug, and it's right on there, Serenity Prayer, my coffee mug. So, you know, Sweet, it's man. right there to to hit with the the cup of joe in the morning. But I love um, it. Breathwork. I've, I've started doing some. Tell tell me about, like, are you getting – so I did a I did an hour-long session once, which was gnarly. It was so yeah. awesome. Intensive, right? Yeah. My brother's like a total Wim Hof dude. He lives in Indiana. And when it okay. was like five below, you know, he sends a picture of him walking outside in just shorts, <laughs> you know, but, but <laughs> when did you start to embrace some of these, these alternatives that are so beneficial to it? Like you said, those of us, it's like 9% of the population with this yeah. superpower of addiction. Yeah. Which can be wielded for our harm or, or for the improvement of others. Um, yeah. I, I started doing breath work about seven years ago. Uh, a dear friend of mine introduced me to it. I was very resistant. Um, I was kind of closed-minded, I guess you could say, spiritually. And what he was talking about sounded like some voodoo, man. It sounded like some weird crap and, um, you know, some kind of incantation of demonic spirits or something. It, <laughs> it sounded real, real weird to me, burning sage and, you know, having these uh, traumatic experiences be released and inner child work and, you know, self-healing. I was like, man, if I could heal myself. I wouldn't be in sober living. Right now. <laughs> we, we actually lived in sober living together, you know, and like I was, I was a very different person years ago, man. I'm talking about, you know, trust your, trust your, you know, your soul and get, let your, you know, be guided by your heart. And I was like, man, I got a crippled heart, dude. I want death and destruction. I'm a maniac. Um, but again, I was focused on the, on the problem, right? I was trying to overcome uh, through my own might and through my own ability and what uh, Einstein has a quote it says you know to try to overcome a problem with the same mind that created the problem is insane you know that to 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 solve something that I created uh, I, I must first become an enhanced elevated or higher awareness a new experience deeper wisdom and different perspective individual. So my perspective created the problem. I have to have a new perspective. So anyway, these are things that I've learned since then. And so anyway, the guy broke me down finally six months into it. And I was like, all right, I'll do it. And I did this breath work and I had this, wow, this is like my most authentic self. I've never felt so empty of bullshit and so honest and the way I felt and the tears that came and the, you know, little bit of, uh, you know, little bit of self love that was coming through and a lot of discomfort in the body and, and, and different, you know, resistance that I was facing and distractions and, and all this stuff. But I felt so connected, so calm and, um, so real, that there was really no denying what I was feeling. It was too beautiful and honest to be fake. Um, and so my mind was just kind of changed in that moment. I got certified in breath work a long time ago. I taught it in rehabs for some years, uh, put it on the side and, and, and started doing other work. And, and the last nine months uh, have strictly been 
working in rehabs and, and detoxes and giving away this medicine essentially of, of working on many different levels with the breath work. So the breath work that I have been utilizing is transformative breath work. We do spiritual and emotional work. We're not, I'm not working to overcome cold. I'm not working to overcome heat. I'm not working to, um, you know, change my biology. Mm. I'm, I'm working to tap into, to source and to purge from me, these blockages, these old ideas and these, um, attachments that I, that I have that are blocking me off from being right here, right now, um, a worker amongst workers, safe and protected, having as much abundance as everything else has every flower, every tree, every bird, every bee, the, the sun, the moon, the ocean, the tide, it's all working in this beautiful harmony. You know, it has as much sunlight as it needs, as much, much nourishment from the soil. No bird ever goes hungry. They have all the seeds and bugs they need to eat. They have all the materials to build their home, right? Uh, the, 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 the plants are doing this beautiful job of creating oxygen for us and cleaning the atmosphere. And they're all living their divine purpose, but I'm not. You know, yeah. terminal uniqueness is a term we have for this, right? Yeah. I'm different. And in this place, when you get honest with yourself through the breath, you literally have a spiritual awakening or an enhanced awareness of how futile and fatal this type of thinking is and how, how really everything is right here, right now. Like this moment, wow, you come into alignment, man, with, with yourself, with your higher self, with spirit, with others, you mm. know, and boy, it feeds your soul, man. The Knockin' Doors Down book shares all the history and inspiration behind the Carlos Vieira Foundation and how it all started. All proceeds from the book benefit the Carlos Vieira Foundation's Race to Be Drug-Free campaign. So what's that all about? Through the Race to Be Drug-Free campaign, Carlos Vieira Foundation raises awareness about drug abuse, donates to drug-free programs, and brings drug-free speakers into schools to educate youth. The Race to Be Drug-Free campaign's main program is the Gloves Not Drugs boxing program. This program is completely free for kids between the ages of 8 and 17 to learn discipline, strength, respect, camaraderie, and the art of boxing. The program was created to keep kids off the streets, out of gangs, and away from drugs. For more info and to get involved, check out carlosvierafoundation.org. You brought up, mentioned something there that struck a chord with me in the... I mean, okay, compared to the person that's never done breath work, okay, I've done some, but in the grand scheme, um, and the gentleman I was working with was at the end, a lot of where did this show up in your body when you were mm, feeling yes. these different things? Yes. And I definitely noticed because my tension, I am a neck and shoulder and jaw yeah. person. Um, uh -huh. And when we talked about trauma, because I did as a child have some sexual trauma, there was a mm. point in there where I did notice tension in my grawn area. Okay. Yeah. And so it was kind of interesting to me because it sparked, wow, okay. You know, because yeah. because now as a man, sober, uh, a good solid partner, uh, our physical intimacy and connection there is yeah. uh, i don't get a hide behind a chemical anymore i right, mean i, I know right. you went through this so i yeah. gotta feel it 
So it's like wow. this this experience that I hadn't felt, uh, uh, you know, since like mm. my early 20s, you know, so it was about a 20 year gap of actually having to experience this connection with another human being, another part mm. of this universe. And so for mm -hmm. me, that was really interesting with the breath work and how you mentioned feeling it in your body that I yes, started yes. to connect some of those things and how do I Beautiful. release this stuff to no longer carry the burden of right. baggage somebody else put on me yeah yeah and carry it now as an adult it's too heavy I don't want it I don't need it yeah certainly exactly. not helping me be here now present let alone right. in a beautiful moment to share with another human being so powerful man and and when you're in that place like i said earlier there's no denying it you're like holy crap mm. i feel the tension there and i know what that is i didn't know it was there five minutes ago matter of fact we do most of the things we do what driven by a hundred forms of fear and self-delusion right mm. we've become deluded we've painted this whole different story different picture we've created a palatable fantasy that we can survive in and be okay but the truth is I still have this stuck energy there and I've been carrying it with me and I feel it. I know what it is. Nobody else can feel that in your groin. Only you can feel it. Nobody else knows exactly what that is. You know exactly what that, what mm -hmm. that is. And if you ask me, that's, you know, that's, that's God, dude. That's God giving you an awareness of what you, it can be let go of to be restored, to be mm -hmm. set free, to be what Bible talks about being washed clean, right? To, to be, uh, to be reborn. Uh, and, and when you notice it, you can release it and exactly everything you said, it's not yours to carry. And we, we talk about on the shoulders and breath work. That's, that's usually where this, uh, unconscious idea that I have to carry the weight of the world on my shoulders that I have this responsibility to, to plow this field. And if I don't do it, nobody's going to do it and I can bear the burden. But um, that's where that manifests, that energy. Different energies manifest, uh, male side, feminine side. You get the masculine side on, on the left and the feminine side on the right. So you get different stuff going, stuff in the throat, the mm. sacral chakra, we would call that the groin area. And when you're shut down in that energy system, um, you know, you're not living your best life and by bringing awareness to that and by breathing through that, they'll, that'll just disappear, man. The more you do the breath work, the more that'll just be one day that won't even be there anymore. You mm -hmm. won't have had to go to a therapist. You won't have had to have EMDR. You won't have had to do anything, but, but allow it to go away. Hey, we're going to talk some more <laughs> other than the <laughs> podcast, man. So cool, man. Now you got me hooked, bro. Uh, Congratulations, bro. That's big. Yeah. Um, a buddy of mine, um, I don't know if you know Sonny Mayo, he was telling me about a lady that um, she was going into elementary schools because there's the kids, especially, you know, this post-COVID uh, anxiety really high. And mm. she started going, I think it was once a month. And by the end of six months, these kids, it was like, you know, hey, Johnny, how's your anxiety? What's that? I don't have it anymore. Heck yeah, man. Kids are open. They're easy. Yeah. That's, that's beautiful. Well, I don't know. I got two teenagers. I don't know how open or easy, <laughs> brother. 
Uh, call that lady over. Call that lady. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, let's jump back in time, man, because you know I know I know some of your journey, but obviously with the, you know being a child star and those kind of things, um, you know I know that I've talked to enough of how it is and it's the weird navigation, but I don't know much about you separate of the set. You know what what was you know mom dad childhood siblings yeah cool man well um you know first um i want to thank you for having me on the show i I didn't thank you for that um thanks for sticking it with me all this time and uh i'm really stoked to be part of this thing and and thank you for just doing this and carrying this message and being this uh you know a worker um carrying the message bro appreciate you oh likewise thank Uh, you that means more than you know Oh, awesome, bro. Awesome. More than we're, you know. we're, we're in it. We're in it together, baby. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I, I single mom mm. and, uh, my father was a uh, kind of troubled kid in and out of juvenile hall, in and out of jail, uh, drug addict. My mom was kind of a very sheltered, um, she had very, very strict parents. She wasn't real familiar with the world at large. And, and uh, things like drugs and, and crime. She wasn't allowed to watch movies or TV shows and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, she got in with the bad boy who seemed exciting and fun, but in high school. But anyway, you know, here I am and she's got to raise me on her own. And uh, so it was meager beginnings with, you know, on, on food stamps and uh, housing and, and social workers coming to make sure that we were still poor and going to, you know, pretty grimy, uh, elementary schools and stuff and getting in a lot of trouble, uh, had a lot of learning disabilities and, uh, you know, attention deficit disorder, hyperactivity and getting in a lot of trouble, man. I, I didn't go to any recesses. I was, in and out of the principal's office more than anybody in the history of my school. Sometimes the principal would just drop me off at my mom's house because um, she wouldn't answer the phone because I was always having a call and talk about getting in trouble. So I didn't really fit in there and I wasn't having a good time, but I was always singing and dancing. And, and uh, that was my passion was mm. creating music and and movement and comedy skits and playing dress up i really liked that fantasy world and i really liked the energy that i created by people watching me and doing a good job so i always say that you know approval was really my drug of choice my first Mm. drug i got high off being uh celebrated i guess Mm. you could say and uh you know that that passion uh, is what helped me land all the commercials and stuff when I was six years old, started acting and, and I had already been rehearsing for years. You know, I was already <laughs> right. a professional and uh, self-taught and all that stuff. So, you know, my, my dad didn't even know who I was. She, my mom kind of kidnapped me in a sense and hid me from him. She wanted to save me from the pain of having a drug addict criminal father. But, um, he ended up dying of a drug overdose, a heroin overdose when I was 26. I never knew him. I found out way later in life. And, uh, you know, me and my mom had a pretty amazing 
life together and we did some incredible things and traveled all over the world. And I recorded two albums and had a couple top 10 hits and, you know, was on the number one TV show in the world. And we made millions of dollars and we lived in beautiful places on the beach. And, you know, it was very interesting way to grow up. Um, I was really fantasizing about being famous from a little kid and having this power and having this success. And it was like, I, I created it or I, I, I had some vision of what I was called to do and I achieved it. It was really pretty cool. But when it all comes, you know, like that, you think it's going to keep coming and, and, uh, uh, you know, like we do, I got prideful and, and, and I mean, I was a kid, man. I didn't, pride and ego and insecurity and you know yeah. egomaniac with an inse- in- insecurity complex in- inferiority <laughs> complex um so that all melted down as i became a teenager and started doing what teenagers really do and smoke weed and go to keggers and skate yeah. and snowboard and surf and um i wanted to break honestly if i think back about it i i worked from 10 years old to 16 by the time i hit 16 i wanted to break I wanted to take a vacation and my version of a vacation was uh, partying, you know, going out and getting girls and drinking and dancing and going to nightclubs. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure, you know, like you said, being a prominent face, number one TV show in the world, uh, the the hits, like you, I don't remember if you taught, if this was the case or I'm just making this up, like David kind of helped you. I, when I say David Hasselhoff, uh, Germany and Europe and, yeah, with the with your music and hundred percent, man. Yeah, so if you don't have something checking that ego, like you know, like my ego was the opposite way. I think mine was mine was that bullshit story of I'm the worst person in the world when I really hadn't done anything. It was just <laughs> you know, it, it's yeah. the meaning I put on things. You know, the absolutely the meaningless lot meaningless life that I created. Like you said, the story for myself. Honestly, I was the same. And even though I had the stuff and the things, even though I was highly sought after, I always never felt good enough. You know, I didn't give myself any credit for what I had. It was always just focused on what I didn't have. Um, So it's a very interesting paradigm to have gotten all the things that people think will make them happy and, and not been happy. It's, it's actually a huge gift. You know, I mean, at one point I'm driving a Lamborghini and I got a penthouse and beautiful chicks and I'm super buff and, uh, you know, I'm on, I'm famous. I'm getting calls for this or that. And, um, I can remember feeling, uh, totally insane, man, totally crippled emotionally, not even enjoying any of that stuff. So, so hyper-focused on what I was yet to have. So you know, having that experience, knowing that that didn't fulfill me, that there was still a God shaped hole, you know, with all the stuff and things is actually probably one of the most valuable gifts on the face of the planet. Yeah. Well, in our, I don't know about you. I mean, I, I just see it a lot with parents nowadays. They try to quill too much of the adversity that their kids just have to experience. You know, I mean, we're, you know, strong people are built out of tough times. And so we all have to go through that. I mean, just, just, you know, physically we go through, we go through growing pains and everything else, you know, it's this desired elimination of emotional discomfort 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is pressure that makes diamonds, right? We are forged by fire. You know, the tempered steel is the strongest steel. And it takes a lot of banging and a lot of burning um, to temper that steel. So I would agree with you, man. Nobody grows from comfort. And I, I do believe that staying the same is the death of us. Mm-hmm. You know, if we want to hang on to, to anything, it, it'll be the death of us because uh, progress uh, is where all, all the, the, it, it, the journey of making that progress through the discomfort or whatever it takes to continue to grow, continue to connect, continue to appreciate, continue to be more useful, more effective, an analysis of shortcomings and giving those over to God and championing those shortcomings, not of my own might, but of the mentors that I keep around me and my ability to turn it over. Um, man, that's the sweet spot. That's when I'm, that's when I have this state of wonder, like, wow, look at what's, look at all this stuff that's happening. This is cool. This is beyond what I'm capable of. I've, I've really fed into and or bolstered into myself, the sweat of my brow, the brawn of my back. And I've accomplished a lot and it's been insufficient, you know? So, Mm. you know, I would agree with you on that, man. Like, uh, you know, you got, you got to be immersed in the experience and to, to negate discomfort or to avoid discomfort is to block the experience, right? They, you gain wisdom through experience. No, the, the, no one is going to be any wiser, right? Is ignorance bliss? I don't, I don't know. It uh, sucks sometimes, but <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think it's necessary. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't personally, especially, you know, the things that I've gone through and the the work I've done on me, you know, I want to know my soulmate really well. That's me. Nice. I like that. Yeah. My favorite saying, no outside solutions to inside problems, you know? Yeah. And so in doing so, you know, I've, I've found a gratitude for the shit I went through. Cause it allows Absolutely. me to connect, you know, I spoke at a high school the other day, sharing my story. This young lady comes up and goes, uh, my story almost parallels yours. And, wow. and it's, yeah, 17. And she's already been struggling with substances, you know, through it. And, you know, cause Hey, sexual abuse is some tough stuff, man. And, uh, yeah. so yeah, it's just, it's, I- I'm grateful because that young lady now had a connection there is somebody else that feels like I do right now, or they did and they did something with it. They can get help. They can grow. They can, they can process, they can, you know, be of service to others through it. So yeah. You You gave that uh, girl hope, dude. Yeah. Ironic. The shirt hope. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I like I like what you're the, the topic you're touching on, you know, and, uh, you know, let's, 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 let's talk about sexual abuse, man. It's, yes. you know, there's this, there's this saying that, uh, snake bites don't kill people. Snakes bite. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. Snake. It is the poison that continues to course through your vein that kills you. So yes, we've been hurt. Yes. Things have happened to us. 
And although they might not be our fault, um, you know, we are responsible to get that poison out. And if you expect anything from outside of yourself, you must first be able to give it. If you can give it, if you can expect to give that thing away, you can absolutely have it for yourself. But until you can give it, until you can um, be the thing which you want to receive, you can never receive it. Yeah. So it is is only through forgiveness that we feel free. It's only through getting the venom out that we don't die. Yeah. So forgiveness is this powerful, powerful tool. It takes a lot of stuff, right? A, a, a lot of, there's a, there's layers to that, to finding that, that forgiveness. Um, but when we do, that's when we get free, man. It's a paradox. It, it's an absolute paradox. It doesn't seem like it would work that way. Right. I think that's one of the things with, with like amends, if you're a 12 step person and newcomers that they struggle with, you know, yeah, it's, it's like, yes, it's a right thing to do for wrong. I tell me if you've done this, I've made amends to people that are like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> of course they don't have, have any idea. Yeah. I'm like, well, it, it weighed on my heart yeah, and, and now it's been like, okay, man, cool. Thanks. You know? Yeah, it goes back to carrying that rock in your satchel that's been weighing you down, making your neck and shoulders hurt. Yeah. Yeah. How many of those can we afford? You know, how much more extra weight can we carry? Uh, <laughs> I'm at the point, man, I'm middle aged. <laughs> I don't want to carry more shit. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I wasn't built. I, I'm I'm like, uh, you know, I'm 6'3", maybe 180 soaking wet, man. I'm not equipped to carry <laughs> a huge load. So let's lighten this now. Yeah, nobody is, man. Nobody is. Uh, we're, we're, we're actually, it's the reason it's uncomfortable is because it's not right. Mm. The reason it hurts, you know. Anxiety, stress, fear, anger, worry, self-doubt, um, you know, they, they, they all create discomfort because they're not meant for us. We're not meant to have them. It's not part of who we are. Freedom, flow, abundance, gratitude, being, feeling connected, loving. That's who we're, we are. That's who we are at the core of our being. All that stuff feels good because it is it is our divine purpose. It's what we're here to actually do. We're here to give the things that we want to receive. And when we have anger, when we can't forgive somebody, we get sick. And when we're obsessed with ourselves, we create anxiety. And when we're obsessed, obsessed with figuring the world out and what we need to do to be okay, we're not okay. It, it doesn't. It's, it's a, it's a paradox. It's an absolute paradox. That's, this is where that contrary action term really comes from. You know, take contrary action, do the opposite of what you think you need to do. And when you say it like that, it sounds, you know, I don't know. It, it sounds almost, uh, too, too simple, right? I like to go beneath that, which means if I want to experience forgiveness, I have to forgive you know, if I want to experience love, I have to give love. And if I'm, I, if, if I, if I make money from a place of fear of being poor, 
I'll be poor and or feel poor even if I have money. You know, if I'm in a relationship from a fear of being alone, even in that relationship, I will feel alone. You know, it won't be right. But but when I can be okay to be alone, when when I've allowed myself the opportunity to grow and be okay alone, then I will attract this amazing relationship. You know, if I can be, if I can rejoice over one dollar and feel rich, woo, yeah, my first dollar. Like money will start flowing in, but it isn't until you know what I mean. Yeah, that I can be so blessed in the little that the much just starts piling on top of that. But it goes, and I think that rolls into the importance too of of. Uh... You know, depending on, there's, there's a lot of great programs out there, but gosh, why am I drawing a blank on this guy? Uh, Dave Ramsey, my girlfriend and I did his course. So Dave Ramsey, kind of the finance guy, but he takes a, uh, it's a Christian based approach, but in it, it's the Is Ramsey, of, the guy with the tattoos. No, he's a okay. Dave Ramsey, more conservative guy does, does radio and, and okay. stuff like that. But, um, in his program, there is that talk of we amass this our goal is to amass wealth so that our wealth can then be of service to others we will then give generously and right and i think that's so important as you're saying with 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 everything like you're saying we we it's the paradox you want to love got to give love you know yeah which is i think the biggest confusion that people have that you know when we think of love society you're an actor you've done the roles where it's the it's passion it's butterflies no that's yeah. bullshit it's it's action love is an action yeah i love it, it you're so right gratitude is an action they're all yeah. they're all things that we do before the result yes. and they attract to the result right yes it's that simple yeah Man, we're just solving world problems here today. That's what we're doing. <laughs> I mean, definitely solving interior problems, and maybe just maybe that'll radiate out to others. That's the hope. Yes. Right. All I can that serenity prayer. I, all I can really control is my interior situation because the stillest waters best reflect the heavens. And if I got turmoil in my inner seas, man, I got no ability to be a to right to be in the image. I can't. I can't radiate God because it's just too stormy. Do you keep memories like you were sharing of the, you know, the penthouse, the Lamborghini, the, 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 the outward appearance. Cause you got a beautiful woman life, you know, figure wise, uh, sure. life is happy, but you're still, there's void inside. Do you keep stuff like that close? And, and what I mean by that is, you know, I've been having, they've gotten less and less the toxic dreams. Mm. You know, of of waking up like, oh, fuck! Thank God I'm sober. Okay, I yeah, can relapse. Yeah. Um, but I try to keep that stuff close to the vest. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, I, what I've tried to do is I've tried to take those those decrepit times, those isolated times, those you know, literally living like a rabid dog. You know, even if I looked good on the outside, but, you know, on the inside, I was a feral beast um, snatching all that I could out of the show, you know, snatching all I can out of the stream of life, never having enough or or, you know, busted, disgusted, homeless, whether it's the highs or the lows. What I try to do is I try to take those times and attach them to any to the uh, proper 
form of my own restlessness, irritability, or discontent. Mm. So I've, I've, I've stacked them kind of like, uh, what's that? Like memory, that card game memory, you know, yeah. boom, boom. So like I have them all out. I, oh, there's the two. So <laughs> like I turn over the two. It's like, let's just say in a day, you know, something happens. Uh, the check didn't come in the mail that was supposed to come. And I was counting on that check. Right. But I, and so, oh, and then I, I, I feel the discontentedness of not having money. And I want to step into that. I, I, I want to, I want to shit the bed, so to speak. I want to, I want to <laughs> be mad and I want to, I want to blame uh, somebody and I, and I want to, I want to make a call, maybe choose somebody out or, you know, I want to not answer the phone when uh, I want to, I want to spin out at least a little bit and maybe a lot. But what I do is when I feel that I've trained myself to look, where's that other one, try to find mm-hmm. the matching two. And it's like, oh yeah, even when I did have all the money in the world, I shit it away. You know, I, I, I let it get stolen from me. Uh, I, I let myself be tricked into cons and schemes and scams. Uh, you know, I paid exorbitant amounts uh, of money for dumb rent and dumb cars. Uh, so when I did have, how could I be unhappy if this checks a day late when, when I had 10 times more than that, I was still a little biatch. Okay. <laughs> never mind. I don't care about the check coming tomorrow or next week anymore. You know what I mean? So I, yeah. I use them to, to help me get out of, of those old mentalities and old mindsets. So yes, I do. I have, we got the spiritual toolkit, but you also need the opposing toolkit of remember when I, you know, did have that, uh, or did do that. And I still was uh, restless, irritable and discontent that helps me get out of it. One of the things you said in there for me that can, can, you know, take me to those places of being restless, irritable and, and discontent, uh, is, you know, is someone breaking my trust? Like, like, like why is a check a day late? Is this right. now a person that I can't trust it? You know? And it's like, again, it's where my mind will go into a fantasy mode of a story. Oh, and how the hell do I yeah. know? It might've gotten it. The mail exactly. might just be a day late, you know? Exactly. And it's like, exactly. Shit. Yep. Exactly. Yep. That's exactly what I think everybody's mind does that. Some people are more aware of it. Um, you know, some people are in denial of it, but I think uh, everybody's mind works like that in some way, shape or form. Is it, is it part of this, you know, thousands of year old tool that sits up inside our head, you know, that yeah. uh, throws it into a protection mode? Cause it definitely can feel like in those moments of fight or flight type situation, because you want to get off in the story, this person screw me over. I'm going to call them or I'm going down there or whatever. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Well, what is, yeah. What does this really mean? Oh my gosh. Do they actually want to fire me and I'm never getting another, we catastrophize it. Right. Yes. So uh, I'm uh, everybody else probably got their check on time and it's only me. I'm last on the totem pole. Uh, you know, obviously we're building a case against ourselves all the time, unfortunately. And um, you know, that's where like the golden key comes in. That's where, Oh, and I, I've, I've gotten so proficient with these things that when I experience the discomfort or, or the fear I automatically recognize that as something that feels yucky. I don't like it. It doesn't serve me anymore. And instead I, I choose to remember to remind myself um, 
that the universe is conspiring in my favor and that I'm embracing the mystery and that what's meant for me will be. And maybe just maybe they're going to call and, uh, you know, decide to double pay me or, you know, I got more. We didn't pay you because we want you to come in and do another thing or, you know what I mean? Like, who knows? Let's, let's find out. How do you look back on, on, on things now? I mean, you had, uh, you know, me obviously not having been there, it, it was such an intriguing thing. I think we're about the same age. And so, you know, here I was a cat watching you on TV and always fascinated with, with acting done a little, um, ironically, yeah. my best paying commercial work, Jeremy, uh, I show up, it's for a lawyer and they're like, Hey, we're going to need you to play a criminal that's that's been in handcuffs and all these scenarios do you think you can pull this off I'm like <laughs> handcuffs cops yeah i think i can do that but, yeah what a stretch yeah but the reflection upon the past of 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 these things these experiences you know especially the stuff that's the public eye thing it's such a it's such a unique like part of your life story that most people don't experience like wow i was living public eye at one point yeah and not that yeah. you don't now but i'm saying you know as a child number one tv show music hits you know you know it's it's funny you brought up the jail stuff man because you know yeah i can remember those times you know you're in the back of that cop car and you have no idea how you did this again you know, like, how did I let this happen again? Mm. You know, I, it was, I was just gonna, it was just gonna be real quick. You know, that's my, my, my uh, it was just gonna be real quick. I was gonna start and stop. And it's been, you know, six months and I'm emaciated, sick and going, looking at another prison term now. Mm. How did this happen? You know, that pain, that misery, that embarrassment, you know, they're, they're valuable times however no amount of pain no amount of uh you know no number of overdoses is enough to keep mm -hmm. me from using again no amount of jail time no amount of uh you know we call it frothy emotional appeal oh my gosh i'm never gonna do that again it was horrible <laughs> yes you will yes you will and worse mm -hmm. and worse you know it gets worse never better we are doomed to repeat the past and worse without getting some real concrete stuff in place, without enhancing our, 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 our consciousness, without raising our awareness and tapping in more spiritually, I will repeat the past and worse. So, you know, I do use those moments. I, I never want to do, I never want to feel that way again. And I don't have to provided, you know, I'm willing to really get in flow with the solution yeah. to really continue to do the work, continue to get selfless, continue to be of service, continue to show up, continue to pray and meditate and stay in touch with the solution and the, the formula for living, which is the thing I never had. I never had a real formula to follow. I always mixed in a few of my own ingredients or cheated the system or took the shortcut and it, it just never goes well. So I follow the formula now. And that's the thing that allows me to not do those same mistakes again. That's, that's the insanity of this addiction disease. You know, a, a lot of people think they, I just need to do what I used to do, but better. Right. Or I just need to get back what I used to have and then I'll be okay. 
you know, I just need to get them off my back. And, you know, what happens when they get off your back and they stop being worried about you, whoever they are, cops, lawyer, mom, family, wife, uh, when they're looking the other direction, it's like, hey, this is a perfect opportunity to take a couple of sips. You know what yeah. I mean? So, um, you know, getting, getting them off my back or getting off probation or getting an apartment back or getting a job back, rebuilding on the same shitty foundation, you know, where the it's termite infected, man, that, 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 that the house already fell on that foundation. Mm. You gotta, you gotta gut that, uh, SOB and you got to build a new foundation. I got it. Um, if my structure is to stand the test of time and what does that foundation look like? I don't know. How deep does it need to be? Um, and that's where we talk about not skimping on the mortar, you know, on the sand to make mortar. Um, you, you gotta have a concrete foundation, uh, cause, uh, no amount of that pain, no amount of those pleasures. If, if no amount of the pleasures that I've experienced were enough to make me happy, right. Mm -hmm temporarily fleeting happiness. And I've had some crazy, you know, <laughs> drug induced orgy money, every, you know, playmates it's hanging out in the, you know, the grotto at the playboy mansion. You know, I've experienced some stuff that people dream about and it wasn't enough to make me happy. It scratched an itch temporarily. Um, but it wasn't enough to fulfill me spiritually and make me really feel a part of life. So it would only make sense that no amount of pain, no amount of discomfort is really enough to keep me clean and sober either. Yeah. So therein lies the, the real weird task of finding that place of neutrality, safe and protected right in the middle. I'm not cocky. I'm not afraid. I don't got this, but I'm not doomed to fail. Mm. I got this working order of things, this new working order. This design for a living where I suit up and show up, you, you said it earlier, put one foot in front of the other, take the next indicated step, trust God, clean house, help others, um, and continue to grow. And that this process has been uh, the real pivot point, you know, for me. Yeah. Well, it, 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 and I liked what you said there about, you know, forget that because I hear it so much. I want to get my job out. I want to get this back. And it's like, mm -hmm. it's like, I, I, you know, and I had to do this with myself. Stop because it's already bullshit because you built it on falsehood anyways. So it's right. not, gonna, there's nothing about it. That's going to be genuine. You know, it's yeah. a house of cards. It's, it, right. you know, it, it, that's yeah. what you're playing with. And so that is, for me and thank you for elaborating there's so many things it's going to be great when i go back to listen back to this and piece put it together <laughs> that i'm like oh write that down um but thank you yes i i i concur that's the easiest way to say it nice you spot it because you got it baby I, i'm i'm working it i'm working <laughs> nice. it uh nice. it's it and, and it's and that might be some of the like i was saying i don't remember if it was on this before i hit record or what maybe some of that discontent is that mm. it's okay there's something more here there's something yeah. more that you're not giving that you're not putting out there that you're you know so yeah it's a lot of self-examination lately for sure for sure beautiful man 
Uh, hey, I like to jump into some fun random questions just because let's okay. just have some shits and giggles. Uh, of course, random questions brought to you by 5150 LTM. Couldn't do the podcast without them. Uh, swagging me out all the time. 5150 is a lifestyle. We believe in pushing yourself, finding your passion, knowing your dreams and working hard, and always striving to make those dreams your reality. We believe life is too short to sit back and say, what if? Go after it, grab it, and make it happen. Being 5150 is committing to that long, hard road. That road you know is going to be tough, but the most rewarding. That's living the madness. That's 5150. If you're living the 5150 lifestyle, then celebrate by rocking the goods. So listen up. There's a special deal for listeners of Knocking Doors Down. Go to 5150LTM.com and enter code KDD20 and receive 20% off your purchase. That's 51FIFTYLTM.com. Pet peeves. What are some of your pet peeves? Is shit that irks you? Uh, let's see. Um, I get, I would say uh, mouth noises or ticks. People that <laughs> people that do re- repetitive things with their mouth that I can hear. Oh, that's fun. I've never heard that one, but I get yeah. it. Oh, yeah. 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 No, like a sloppy eater is the worst, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, I've almost be easier to get by on sloppy eating because it's like, look, we're like, let's get down like a caveman, get food everywhere, be noisy. But some people will just like do like, like, like weird <laughs> clicky things with their mouth, like at random times uh-huh. repeatedly. I guess, I guess I would say, even above and beyond that pet peeves would be things that people do repeatedly and aren't even aware of mm. like girls that touch their hair all the time. They just like, they keep doing their hair or, uh, you know, people will do little things like that. And I, I don't know, I'm like kind of distractible. So every time somebody moves or does a noise, like I hear it. So I, I feel like it's their fault for continuing to pull me into their obsession. Uh, <laughs> I can <laughs> relate I, to that. Yeah. I get to let go and be like, oh, okay, never mind. Divine love is the only real power. Your nervous tick has no power over me. <laughs> uh, I, I tend to, and I think people think it's rude or I'm, I'm, being disconnected but i'll oftentimes look down in conversation because there's too much movement that it's like ah uh, you know uh what, yeah. do you, what, what is this thing what what is that what is that body yeah. language saying what, yeah, you know? yeah 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 so it's just like i just want to hear what you have to say here so i close my eyes often i get it yeah uh you're stranded on a deserted island you got one music artist's greatest hits and one movie what are they uh, we're going to go Michael Jackson probably. <laughs> right on. Um, and uh, one movie? Man. That's tough. Have you seen Big Fish? Yes. Beautiful. Danny film. DeVito? Yeah, maybe that one. All right. Uh, you got a good... Uh good on set story or maybe a coworker story that you'd be willing to share someone from a past cast member or something that, uh, you fondly recall. Um, so, uh, Michelle Williams, or I could tell you about Michelle Williams or Kelly Slater. You pick. Ah, dude. <laughs> 
Let's go uh, Kelly, Kelly Slater. Yeah, so Kelly Slater, uh, I was a boogie boarder. So, you know, 10 years old, 11 years old, and I, I love to boogie board. I knew how to surf, but I, I preferred to boogie board. And Kelly Slater would sneak up behind me, and he would take his two fingers. You can tag Kelly Slater in this. He'll, he'll actually respond. He's super cool. Um, <laughs> actually, we can use this clip. If you make a little sound bite, use this clip. I Kelly will. Slater, used to, he used to sneak up behind me with two fingers and he would go up under my armpits and he would lift me in the air and I'd be dangling with these fingers in my your armpit, which is the most painful thing you've ever experienced, right? And he would, he, he called them the meat hooks. He would put me on the meat hooks or something like that. And, uh, you know, I'm like 11 years old. He's like, are you going to start surfing? Are you going to stop boogie boarding? And I'd scream, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and then like he would catch me boogie boarding like on my lunch break and like he'd do it to me again. And so he would dangle me off these fingers and uh, until I started surfing. And one day he actually, Kelly Slater, the best surfer in the history of the world, the GOAT, the greatest of all time. He sat on the beach for like an hour and just watched my little 11 year old ass who sucked at surfing catch waves, man. And that was the biggest deal in the world to me. Cause you know, I was all about surfer magazine, surfing magazine. I was digging through the trash at Quicksilver, um, where they manufactured wetsuits and I would steal like scraps of wetsuits and make bracelets. So I was watching surf videos of Kelly Slater before he was on Baywatch. You know what I mean? He was like a yeah. big deal. Um, and so, I mean, it's like having Michael Jordan come and watch you shoot hoops, you know, it was, yeah. it was a huge deal, man. That's cool. Yeah. I picked yeah. the right one. I picked the right okay. story. That's pretty badass. As a kid that cool, grew up man. right near Santa Cruz, that's a, that's a uh, cool You story. get it. You yeah. get it. Yep. Yeah. And I sucked at surfing too, by the way. I never could <laughs> pop up. I had. Well, a compared to Kelly Slater, we all suck. <laughs> uh, all right, I'll just improv this one here. Uh, uh, boxer briefs. I already know what you're going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> Trunk uh, cut, bro. I'm just that's kidding. right. Yeah, we got to have the boxer briefs. Huh? Um, now, where are we at now? I mean, you know, you, you're doing the work here with all the rehabs. I mean, man, just an awesome show. I'm going to, I still, if I get down there, want to pick your brain a little bit because my next. The next part of my journey I'm working on is 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 this body and not in vanity sense, but just I I'm like, I need that challenge again. I used to love Absolutely. to lift weights and everything, but where where are you with not only the work you're doing with the rehab, the mental health? Are you still getting out there? Are we still doing some of the modeling stuff? Are we kind of throwing that to the back right now. That's just not where the calling is. Not where the calling is. I mean, look, if someone shows that if someone wants me to, you know, do something for their brand or they want to, you know, I'm, I'm whatever. If it's like I can be of service and, you know, work with friends. Yeah. But I'm not chasing down any things. I'm not, don't have a manager. I don't have an agent. I'm not trying to do any of that. I'm happy. I'm useful. Mm. Um, doing what I'm doing. I feel, you know, emotionally, spiritually rewarded. I'm, uh, I'm making as much money as I want to and, or as I need and, and, but want and need. So that's all good. Um, you know, we talked about the fitness thing, man. And, and I have this threefold approach, man. It, it's, uh, you know, the, the three legs are, are you, you got to feed the spirit, right? The spirit's hungry. It needs to be fed. It needs that spirit food. Uh, the mind 
needs to be sharpened. You can't let your mind get dull, you know, sharpen the mind, raise in, in, in intelligence, um, learning and developing new skills, um, studying, right. And the body actually must be conditioned. It craves, it craves turmoil and hurt. It, it, it wants to be pushed. It's, it's created to be pushed mm. because, um, you know, your pain threshold really lowers when you don't introduce your body to resistance, whether that's running and or sweating or weights or, um, your movement, any kind of movement, it could be dance, but you gotta con- condition the body to, uh, standing up to, to more pain, more, more load and, and more pressure. Yeah. Um, otherwise the body's going to win and it's going to be sick. You know, it'll be soft and sick and, and meek and frail. If you don't use it, you lose it for sure. So you introduce the body to, to becoming more conditioned. And it's weird because it, you know, the workout hurts in the beginning bad. But what you don't realize is that as time goes on, you're, you're doing so much more. You're chasing that hurt. You know what I mean? So you're, it's literally becoming stronger and more resilient and, um, and, uh, forged and, and strengthened. So you're just, you're weathering storms that you never could have weathered in the beginning. I I mean, you would have folded and been broken. So it's, it's a really amazing thing to be able to condition your body to do so much more than, than it could at first. And it's a, it's a sense of accomplishment. It's an esteemable act and it does feed a healthy sense of, of confidence and self-worth pride of ownership. Like this is my body and it's strong and it's capable and it's able. If a house was on fire, I could kick down a door and run up and carry somebody out. You know what, if a house is on fire and you're like, Oh God, you, you, you go into fight or flight before you even do anything. Your body has no conditioning. It's already shut down. You're weak, you're tripping, whatever. Right. Um, so it is an important piece of the puzzle, feeding that spirit, getting your soul food and, and sharpening that mind. Um, that's kind of the threefold Jeremy Jackson approach. I dig it, man. I dig it. I'm going to text you more about that, but I, and it's, it's, what you said there was, uh, God, what's the term that I heard used? Uh, unnecessary suffering, I think was how some people used it in the, in the, in the realm of if it's dunking in a, in an ice bath or the cold shower or whatever. So for introducing ourselves to these things, then like you said, it raises our threshold that these, that, that other stuff when it's normally a fight or flight mode, like he said, we don't go into the panic yeah. thing. We go into the yeah. action that is there and it's a manageable situation. You Absolutely. Know? Uh, I mean, yeah. yep. you know, so that's, it's gnarly shit. We could do a whole podcast <laughs> on that sometime. We come back. Uh, hey, thanks for your time, brother. Uh, Thank I you, like, brother. I like to leave the guests. These, this is kind of your floor. Anything that you want to lend to anyone, maybe it's them struggling, their loved one, whatever it is that you would want to drop some knowledge. Man, you know, I think we really covered a lot of the stuff today. The, the, the solutions are out there. Um, the help is willing, you know, and uh, 
you know, we could feed into a lot of the problems. We could nitpick about what's going wrong. But I encourage people to start being more conscious, more aware, and more focused on what is going right. Um, if I could leave you with anything, it would be to not focus on the problem because the problems will grow, but to continue to focus on the solution, find the solution, and find some statements that appeal to you and start repeating them to yourself daily to feed into that uh, that that quantum field to start attracting what is your divine birthright, all the abundance, all the blessings, all the peace that uh, was meant for you all along, uh, that that hurt people will hurt people and that sick people get other people sick, but transformed people, they transform people. And when you're able to be useful and effective in your home, in your community, in your, in your, in your city, in your state, in your world, that is where you feel purpose driven. And that is where you feel useful and effective. And that is the greatest gift of all time. And you can't do that. You can't give away what you don't have. So work diligently to transform on a daily basis so you can be that worker amongst workers so that you can be that helping hand. Uh, the world needs you. The world needs this. So uh, nothing but, but that type of prosperity is really worth having. And if you can have that kind of prosperity in your own internal life, in your own internal thoughts, in your own internal attachments um, and connections to your limited self speaking into existence, the infinite and um and being that channel of divine love man everything else will fall in your lap i can promise you that um and jump out uh and follow me on uh instagram very active there at jeremy jackson fitness any questions i'd love to get shout outs from you repost this episode or a little clip of it tag me please we need support. We need love. I'm looking to to create an army, man, of like-minded individuals, join forces, and be more effective together. Absolutely. And the links are in the podcast description, so click it, people. Heck yeah, this is great. Keep knocking doors down, baby. Everybody that said, you're going to love Jeremy, they were right. So I get to go tell them they were right, man. <laughs> uh, I give it and I get it back. That's beautiful. Hey, brother. God bless. Thank you. Appreciate you, man. This is the Knocking Doors Down podcast featuring celebrities, experts, and everyday people who have overcome adversities including addiction, mental health, and trauma to live purposeful lives. And that's what Knocking Doors Down is all about.